I was going to say, yeah, you're wandering a bit, but, you know, it's, it's not I wander as I, I wonder as I wander. It's not that.
All right, good morning, church. <laughs> Welcome. This morning, our call to worship is going to be coming to us all the way from London. So if you would, direct your attention to the screen to hear our Advent reading for this morning. Stand your feet and let's uh, join in together in singing.
Hark the herald angels sing Glory to the newborn King Peace on earth and mercy mild God and sinners reconciled Joyful all ye nations rise Join the triumph of the skies With angelic hosts proclaim Christ is born in Bethlehem. Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the new. Christ by highest heaven adored, Christ the everlasting Lord. Time to dawn come, offspring of the virgin's womb. Veiled in flesh, the Godhead see, hail the incarnate deity. Pleased as man with man to dwell, Jesus our Emmanuel. Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the new. Hail the Herald, Prince of Peace, Hail the Son of Righteousness, Light and life to all He brings, Risen with healing in His wings. Mild He lays His glory by, Born that man no more may die, Born to raise the sons of earth, Born to give them second birth. Hark the herald angels sing, Glory to the newborn. Come, desire of nations, come, Fix in us thy humble home. Rise the woman's conquering seed, bruising us the serpent's head. Adam's likeness now efface, stamp thine image in its place. Second Adam from above, reinstate us in thy love. Like the herald angels sing, glory to Amen. Amen. Glory to the newborn king. Amen. Thank you for singing. Grab a seat. Well, good morning and welcome to Hebrew and Baptist Church. We exist to glorify God by inviting every person to take their next steps towards Christ. My name is Alan, and it's so great to join with you on worship today. Thank you for being here, and happy December. Hope your December is going well so far. Well, if you're a guest here today, we are so glad that you're here. We want to extend a special welcome to you. We'd love to get to know you. 
One way we can do that is through a Connect card. That's a card in the back of the seat in front of you. If you would pull that out and fill that out, that'll let us know how we can be praying for you and serving you. Then after service, if you would leave through these central doors and turn left, there you'll see our next steps desk. You can turn that card in there, meet someone who'd be happy to answer any questions that you have, and also give you a free gift. So welcome guests. We're so glad that you're here today. Well, today is a special day because this evening, here at this church at 6 o'clock, is our annual Fireside Christmas. This is a super fun event where we get to come, sing Christmas songs, eat cookies, have fun, fellowship. It's super fun. Please, please feel free to come, invite friends, family. It's a very relaxed setting, so easy to bring uh, people, neighbors who've never been to church before. And if you'd like to bring dessert, please do that too. It's going to be a lot of fun. So please come tonight, 6 o'clock, for Fireside Christmas. We're going to transition now to a moment of prayer. As we do, I invite all of us to prepare our hearts for our act of worship later in the service through giving. And with that in mind also, as you know, this time of the year is our Lottie Moon offering time. There's a, a couple of things in your bulletin that gives a little bit of information on this. There's an envelope that looks like this and this little prayer guide. This is our offering each year that we get to give that supports international missions. So people like Chris and Rhonda Richard who went out of our, our church to be international missionaries, they're funded by this. So please pray about giving through the Lottie Moon offering. All right, please pray with me. Good morning, Heavenly Father. Lord, we give you thanks today as we do each year, especially pause in this time of the year to remember the incarnation of your Son, that you, God, became flesh and walked on this earth, that you know what it's like to be in this world that we're on, that you came near. Thank you, Lord, for Emmanuel, God with us. Today, Lord, we lift up to you our core value of meaningful membership. Thank you, God, for the beautiful design of the local church, that we don't have to go through the challenges, the sorrows, the excitement of life alone, but you've given us brothers and sisters here in this local church that we get to go through all that with. Thank you for giving us such a diversity of gifts, of skills, of passions, of people that you've brought together here who love you, Jesus. And we pray that you would continue to put us all together like a puzzle, that together with all the different strengths and gifts you've given to us, that we as a family, as a body, would be used by you to share your amazing love with each other and with the worlds around us. We thank you for the opportunities that you give us to serve you together as members. We, we think of Fireside Christmas tonight. We pray that this could be an outreach to our neighbors, that you would come, Holy Spirit, that you would invite those around us and that your love would be here present with us. We think of ministries like Being Renewed, led by Mike Sousa. Thank you, Lord, for this ministry that you have called him to lead. And we pray now for volunteers who could step up and support this ministry. Lord, we, we pray for the Lottie Moon offering coming up, that you would put it on our hearts to support missionaries, to support your work that you're doing around the world. We pray for your blessing on this offering. We pray, Father, this morning, not only for ourselves, but for our brothers and sisters worshiping you at Redeeming Life Church in Utah. Thank you, Lord, for this church that we get to come next to and support and see your amazing work and hand upon. We pray for pastors Brian and Josiah and Robbie. We pray for the whole congregation, especially in this time of year with unique outreaches. We pray for their Christmas service coming up, that you would use that as an outreach as they reach out to family members and friends and neighbors who could come and hear of the good news of Jesus. With all these good things, Lord, as you know, there are many concerns and health issues in our midst. And we lift these up to you also. Father, we, we pray for those who are sick, a number of families who are dealing with sickness now. We think of the Browns, of Dale and Mary Beth, 
We pray for Sarah Dobbins. We pray for the Millers, for Clay and Hannah, and many other families as sickness seems to be going around. We ask that you would bring healing to those who are sick. We also pray for family members who maybe have not gotten sick. We pray that you would please keep them from getting sick. Thank you, Lord, for, for bringing Pastor Mark back to us recently and, and being with him through his sickness. We also pray for Alvin Dyke's brother, Lord, who recently had a health issue. We pray for healing in his life. And finally, Lord, we come to you with our greatest health concern, and, and that is our need for spiritual healing. We all have fallen short of your standards. We all have a brokenness in our heart, and we need a new heart. We thank you for the gift of Jesus, that he came not only as a baby, but grew up to be a man and lived a perfect life, but he died for sinners like me, like us. We pray that you would wash us clean. We, we confess to you our sins and ask that you would take them away from us as far as the east is from the west because of that perfect sacrifice of King Jesus. Thank you that he died, but he rose again. We give you praise for who you are for us, for what you've done for us, and we continue to worship you in the name of Jesus today. Amen. Amen. What a comfort it is to know that when we um, confess our sins, the Lord promises to be faithful and just and to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from unrighteousness. And this song that we're going to sing is a song we would probably be singing your whole life. It's a Christmas carol we know well, but it is such a comfort um, because it's a comfort to all, not just men, by the way. God rest you, merry gentlemen. It's for men and women. It's for all the world to know that your Savior has been born and that we can have forgiveness and eternal life in his name. But would you stand to your feet and let's encourage one another with this word. Let's sing this. God rest ye merry gentlemen, let nothing you dismay. Remember Christ our Savior was born on Christmas Day. To save us all from Satan's power when we were gone astray. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy, comfort and joy. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy. God, our Heavenly Father, a blessed angel served and shepherds brought tidings of the same how that in Bethlehem was born the Son of God by name oh tidings of comfort and joy comfort and joy oh tidings of comfort and joy Down to the Lord sing praises, all you within this place. And with true love and brotherhood, each other now embrace. This holy 
tide of Christmas, all others dot face. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy, comfort and joy. Oh, tidings of comfort and good news. Would you say amen? Let's continue to bring in praise and to speak of our hope together. Let's make this our prayer. Come thou long expected Jesus born to set thy people free from our fears and sins release us let us find our rest in thee Israel strength and consolation hope of all the earth thou to deliver born a child and yet a king born to reign in us forever now thy gracious kingdom by thine own eternal spirit
Good morning. Are y'all in the Christmas spirit yet? Okay, five of you are. Great. Wonderful. Uh, this is the second Sunday of Advent, and uh, hopefully this is... Uh, Mark, do you mind lowering this? Because I cannot see anybody over here, and they probably can't see me, if you don't mind. Uh, the... Uh, this Christmas holiday season, this is the second Sunday of Advent, which we in the church uh, celebrate together and uh, look to what Christ's coming means to us, that Christ didn't just come and stay in a manger. He didn't just became, stay baby Jesus. He grew up and was nailed to a cross. And so we are celebrate this, that God kept his word, and today... We're going to continue to do that, as you saw from this video, that we are doing the Christmas playlist, which uh, what we're doing is we're looking at the songs that, uh, that are recorded in the Gospel of Luke of, uh, around the birth of Jesus. Uh, so we, uh, uh, last week, Mark did a great job of uh, looking uh, through the text and Mary's song, and then today we're looking at Zechariah's song you might not know or be familiar with this. This is not something, you know, Zechariah is not in the manger that you put up at your house. Uh, but Zechariah and Elizabeth are important figures that the Bible and the gospel helps us to see in the coming of Jesus. And so today we're going to look at his song together. So in your copy of God's Word, turn to Luke chapter 1, verse 67. We'll read to verse 80. Uh, if you are using the Pew Bible, it's page 908, uh, so if that helps you, if you want to follow along in the translation that I will be reading from, which is the Christian Standard Bible, it's page 100, 1,572 in my Bible, if that helps you, it doesn't, but hopefully you can find that, it's the Luke is the Gospel in chapter 1. Verse 67 reads, Then his father Zechariah was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, Blessed is the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has visited and provided redemption for his people. He has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, just as he spoke by the mouth of his eight holy prophets in ancient times. Salvation from our enemies and from the hand of those who hate us. He has dealt mercifully with our fathers who remembered his holy covenant, the oath that he swore to our father Abraham. He has given us the privilege since we have been rescued from the hand of our enemies to serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness in the presence all our days. And you, child, will be called a prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his ways, to give his people knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins, because our God's merciful compassion the dawn from on high will visit us to shine on those who live in darkness and the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. The child grew up and became spiritually strong, and he was in the wilderness until the day of his public appearance to Israel. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for these words that we may even skim over quickly when we're reading through our scriptures, but we know every word of scripture comes from you. And it's important to us and vital for us to grow in life and holiness and grace. So Lord, today as we come to your word, we expect to meet with you 
to grow in you, to know you better, that we may all praise you better. In Jesus' name, amen. A friend of mine in the UK went to Sweden to visit some uh, friends and family, and it was in March, but it was still winter cold, kind of the back end of winter there in Sweden. They were walking in a park nearby, and uh, it was still, the lake was iced over. And they noticed all, most of the kids were kind of standing there and looking at the lake, and, and uh, their children started to go towards the lake to start to walk on it. And, and the dad stopped them and said, look, this is not safe. This is, it's so important that, you're, that you don't go out on a lake without testing it. This could have been dangerous. Look at all these people waiting. You should not have done that. And as soon as he finished, they heard a noise and looked, and a tractor was driving across the ice on the lake. And he kind of felt real silly. He didn't realize that it had been way in the negative degrees. He didn't realize that you could drive on ice 10 centimeters thick, and it had been 40 centimeters thick uh, in that winter. He was, uh, felt really silly because he did not trust or know uh, to, to trust the weight of his children on this ice. You know what's more sillier than that? Us not trusting God. Maybe you're trusting, maybe you're struggling to trust God today. And it's very often that even people who are sure of their salvation, strong in their faith, there are times that we struggle trusting God. Maybe you're struggling with something today. This time of year, we can all be shaky in our faith. Some people are, are struggling trusting the Lord for financial provisions. Maybe you are unsure to trust the God because you know He's calling you to a, a new ministry or maybe a, a new uh, task. Maybe you parents are a little shaky need in trusting God with your children. Maybe you today haven't trusted the Lord Jesus with your life for salvation. Well, let me assure you that today you can leave here knowing that God is someone you can trust with all things. God is the same yesterday, forever, and always. We know that God's love never changes, that God's provision and promises never fail. And wherever you are and whatever you're facing, you can trust God. We need to all trust God more, don't we? When we don't trust God, here's some good news. In the text we've learned, we're not alone. All of us struggle at times in trusting God. We're introduced to Zechariah, who didn't trust God. Now, if you'd have read the beginning of the chapter, I'm going to quickly summarize what happened. Zechariah was a priest who was actually one who had been chosen, and one of the priestly uh, that could go into the Holy of Holies to light incense. And when he was there, he was met with an angel. And the angel said to him, you and your wife, uh, even though that you, your whole life have never had a, a child, is going to have a son. And because of this, he will herald and point people to me. Zechariah just responded, how can this be? Me and my wife are of old age now this was true they were old they were past childbearing years 
this was truth, but this is recorded for us to have a snapshot into Zechariah's heart. He didn't believe what the angel was saying. He didn't trust God. And in response, God uh, said, or through the angel, because you did not believe me, you will not speak or be able to speak until these things come to pass. So for nine months or more, he can't speak. We know this because Zechariah, you might have learned or know, was married to Elizabeth, the cousin of Mary. That we know that when Mary was, had, had, was pregnant with Jesus, went to her cousin Elizabeth. Elizabeth was pregnant with John. This is an important moment in salvation history. And Zechariah didn't trust God. Brother and sister, I encourage you today that you would grow to trust the Lord. If you fast forward a little bit in the story, after John was born, they have a ceremony or a, a, a private ceremony where they name the child. People come together, religious people, and they come into the house and they say, well, uh, Elizabeth, what are you going to name the child? And she said, John, because that's what the angel told them. And they doubted her. They said, you don't have any family members named John. Where are you? You're just picking names out of a hat now. Why? This isn't a, a one that you carry on. Why, why would you do this? Let's bring Zechariah in the room. Of course, I don't know what they were going to do because Zechariah can't speak. But they bring Zechariah in the room and said, Zechariah, what should be, be the name of your son? And he asked for a tablet and he wrote John. And at that moment... He was able to talk. Some might see that as just a, a simple thing, but it is in the words on that tablet that show that he trusted God that had done something gracious and amazing in his life, bringing this old man of doubt to certain faith. And at first, Zechariah doubted, but now God had disciplined him in a way which sometimes God often does when we don't trust him. He uses this hard situation to bring us to trust him. But Zechariah responds to trusting God. And what's his next act? He sings a song. Uh, again, I love, I love musicals. I watch musicals. This, it seems like in these first couple chapters of Luke, life is a musical. Something happens and somebody sings. You now Zechariah, something happens and somebody sings. Here Zechariah sings a song of God's faithfulness and adoration and praise of what God is going to do through his son. So if you get to a point of doubt in your life, what can you do to trust God? Well, in Zechariah's song, there are two things that we can do to bring our heart to trust God. Two things to bring our hearts to trust God. So if you're taking notes on the bulletin or in your devices, number one, God's words will come true. Remember, God's words will come true. Let me uh, just kind of the snapshot, if you remember here at the beginning, we see that Zechariah focuses healthily on God's past faithfulness so he could trust God now and in the future. And that is a good principle for us, that we look to God's faithfulness in the past that encourages us to trust him now and in the future. 
Consider us where we are in redemptive history. For 300 years, no prophet had spoken. God was silent. He wasn't speaking or relating to his people. And all of a sudden, in the matter of a few months, God comes through messengers, through angels, to Mary, to Joseph, to Zechariah, and speaks something amazing that his Messiah was coming. This amazing event was taken in. And we saw Mary's response last week. How can I magnify you, O Lord, through me? I can't imagine what people are going to say that, God, you are doing through me in the years to come, how you have done this amazing thing in me. She focused on what God was done. And Zechariah, in the same way, had a realization knowing that God was doing what he had always promised to do to bring forth his Messiah he recognized here in his song that the covenant God had made to his people God was going to be faithful even when his people wasn't all of a sudden imagine this two cousins expecting babies miraculous ways God was in it Zachariah knew it and he knew how faithfully God was working because he knew that it was the answer to the covenants that God had made for all time he mentions in his text both the covenant to David and the covenant to Abraham here he sees the covenant to David in the verses of, of 69 and 70 saying that you have given lifted the horn of the king of David that this great uh, servant king salvation king king who saves David who would be established his kingdom forever it was coming to pass that his king his son his great 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 grandson was coming to establish his throne for eternity and then he continues on to say look you have been faithful to the promise and covenant of Abraham when he speaks later in verse 73 the oath to Abraham he is understanding the promise that he made to Abraham being that your line your children will be as many as the stars in the sky and the nations will be blessed by you he's saying it's all coming to pass God is a God who keeps his promises and in doing so he recognized that the covenant here is true and that God is someone who is keeping his promises what Zechariah sees and what all of history is leading to this moment that God is faithful to his word Thabiti Anubile said the entire Bible from Abraham to the prophets down to King David is about the one thing, salvation. And the Bible has one story, God visiting or coming to get his people. That was his and is his plan. You see, when in verse 73 to 74, he says the oath that he swore to his father Abraham was given a privilege since we have been rescued from the hand of our enemies to serve without fear. Zechariah says this, kind of you can read in that text that he still misunderstood what 
the Messiah or Christ was to do. He still thought that maybe this Christ was going to come and relieve him or keep the Jewish people out of the hands of the Romans. But he knew by faith that the reality of God's word, that he was up to something. And that something was his people's salvation. And he knew that it was God fulfilling his plan. Brother or sister, this should be of courage for us to trust God. To trust God in good times, to trust God in bad times, to trust God when he calls us to do something outside of our comfort zone, to trust God in silence and to trust God in all things because we know God is faithful. And if he's been faithful in the past, he will be faithful to us today and in the future. Jerry Bridges observed, the Bible is full of God's promises to provide for us spiritually and materially, to never forsake us, to give us peace in times of difficult circumstances, to cause all circumstances to work together for our good, and finally to bring us safely home to glory. Not one of those promises is dependent on our performance. They are dependent on the grace of God given to us through Christ Jesus. Brother, sister, we know and can trust God because God is faithful. I believe, so this is Sean's opinion, one of the greatest, this, is, hey, this really hurts me to say this, one of the greatest coaches that, of football, NFL, that has ever been, when, that I've been alive, is Bill Parcells. He coached oh, the New York Giants uh, and then the Patriots, but he, in my opinion, one of the greatest motivators and coaches in NFL history. And one of the things that he used to say was confidence is only born of one thing, demonstrated ability. His point was that you only gain confidence when you show you can do it. And his coaching philosophy was, I am going to practice my players in every difficult situation so that they have success on the practice field so when they're in the game, it's no big deal because we've practiced, we, we have confidence because we've shown we've done this before. So when it was, they practiced the two-minute drill with being down by a touchdown in practice until they go against their best defensive players so that then they're successful. And so then in the game, if that happens, they're like, we've done this before, we can do it again. They do it again. Maybe it's a short yardage situation. The, the game is on the line. They've got one yard to get. They practice it over and over again till they have confidence because they know when they get in the game that it will happen because they've practiced it and they can do it. Well, friends, if that's good in sports, wouldn't that be good for us in life? Practicing or rehearsing something so we're confident later. Maybe in your life, you need to continue to rehearse in your mind the faithfulness of God. Maybe you're in a place that, that Satan is trying to steal that faith. Maybe you've been darkened by it by some situation. You need to rehearse it. Look, our minds are feeble. Our, our spirits can be soft. We know that we need to rehearse this to ourselves, the goodness and faithfulness of God. Remind yourself the faithfulness of God and rehearse it over and over again until 
we remember that God is a God of his word and faithful and true and that you can trust him in all things. The other thing that we can do when we need to trust God or grow in trusting God, then we need to remember, number two, God gives us the light and peace of salvation. That God gives us the light and peace of our salvation. We just read again, so we recall verse 7, 76 through 79, because we read it a little bit ago, and you probably forgot. Verse 76, and you, child, will be called a prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his ways, to give his people knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins. Because of our God's merciful compassion, the dawn from on high will visit us and the shine on those who live in darkness and the shadow of death to guide our feet in the way of peace. Here we are reminded that we can trust God completely because of the joy and peace that comes from our salvation in Jesus. We cannot overstate Zechariah's emotion here. I mean, imagine being quiet for nine or ten months of your life. As some of you, that might kill you. As some of you who are introverted be like, oh, that sounds pretty good. Oh, I might be able to do that. But as he talks, he is bursting forth in praise. First for God's faithfulness, but then for the gift of his son, John, who was being born. The angel gave just a glimpse of John's ministry, that he would be calling and bringing people back to God. We know and see the snapshot of John a, a lot later in the Gospels where he calls people to repent and trust God, baptizing them, baptizing them to signify this movement or turning away from sinfulness and being restored into the righteous nature of God. Now, this was a, 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 a forgiveness that was born of the old covenant, but what John had the privilege of knowing was that he was heralding the Christ, the one who would bring an even better covenant, one that would be sure and that would be claimed by his very own life. Surely, Zechariah's words were not calm utterances when he was able to speak. John was the forerunner, the one. Again, we trust God's word. God is faithful. Well, God said this was going to happen. Malachi 3, verse 1, See, I am going to send my messenger, and he will clear the way before me. Then the Lord will seek, uh, the Lord you seek will suddenly come to his temple, the messenger of the covenant you delight in. See, he is coming. Verse 76 to 77, we see his message. His message is one that he will bring and give uh, salvation or the knowledge of salvation. That, that John is speaking and, and being clear. You must repent, turn from sin, and come to the come to Christ in obedience and faithfulness or come to God in, in obedience and faithfulness but then he was able to say look there goes the Lamb of God who will take away the sins of the world John had an awareness of knowing that it would not just be theoretical knowledge of salvation but a personal knowledge an inward understanding that we would be saved that this consistent message would not be just one of, of, of general salvation, of saving, but one of what in verse 77? Through forgiveness of sins. Why, this gift is amazing. I know on our Christmas list, we 
put a lot of different things, but always at the front of our list should be forgiveness of sins. Because sins put turmoil in our life, separate us from God, separate us from, in, and from eternity, but it also brings anxiety, stress, uh, problems in our life. And we know that when we are reminded that we receive forgiveness from Christ, that the peace that passes all understanding comes over our life. And joy arrives. That's why we sing joy to the world, the Lord has come. Just as we sang earlier, knowing that we can trust that God has done something in our lives, that he has brought salvation to the world. In this way, we see John's life, that we, he would have the joy of pointing people to Jesus, because it is through Jesus the Son that he is able for salvation. Believe, we, brother and sister, we often believe in God's goodness, we believe in God's truthfulness. We believe in his promises and love. We trust him, but often we waver. We wonder if God really hears our prayers. In the morning, we drowse as we read his word. Suffering tempt us, tempts us to become suspicious of his governance. Unanswered prayer makes us be unsure of his care. Chronic pain makes us skeptical whether he's really with us in time of need. We answer all those things with one glorious truth. God is with us because he came to earth to take care of our biggest need, the forgiveness of our sins, and that we can trust God because he sent his son to die for us and give us salvation. In verse 78, we see this glorious Truth that because of God's merciful compassion, the dawn from on high will visit us. In the King James Version, it's the sunrise. John's ministry was a, a wonderful event to point people to a glorious sunrise. That Jesus, the Son of God, the light of the world, had come to bring peace and joy to everyone for forgiveness of sins. This intimate knowledge of the divine gift of salvation is part of John's New Testament legacy. In John chapter 1, it says, There was a man sent from God from, whose name was John. He came as a witness to teach about what? The light, so that all might believe through him. He was not the light, John, but he came to testify about the light, Jesus the true light, Jesus that gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. Brothers and sisters, this is the gift and the joy that Jesus and the gospel offers. That only real forgiveness of sins in the universe. Authentic forgiveness comes, bringing peace and joy to us. And those who've experienced this peace and joy testify there is nothing else that penetrates our darkness, our hopelessness, anything like the joy of our salvation. The initial experience of divine forgiveness is often described as having, having a cosmic weight lifted from our shoulders because his burden is light and it is joy. The Messiah, the one that Jesus pointed to, the sunrise came with healing. Again, Malachi prophesied, but for you who fear my name, the sun of righteousness will rise 
with healing in its wings and you will go out and playfully jump like calves from the stall because we know that God came he lived with us he lived a perfect life he died on the cross in our place and then rose again because of this we know that God can be trusted in all things we can believe beyond a shadow of a doubt that we can be saved by him because it is in Christ who is the victor who is the king the one who died for our salvation and we can place our lives in his hands knowing that he died for us taking away our sins so brother and sister we can trust God in all things back in 1909 you know, Mark always has the hiking story, so I'm going to do a hike. I'm going to steal his brand for a minute. There was a hiking, uh, a group of hikers who were hiking Mount McKinley. Now, this is in 1909, and the word spread about. So there was these Alaskan miners named the Sourdoughs who uh, were at the local cantina, so to speak, and people started to talk. And people were getting, they were kind of getting jealous of the attention this guy was getting. And these miners said, we can do that. No problem. We can, we can make that hike. And the barkeep and others there, there's no way that you can do this. Pe these people trained. This was, there's no way that you can make this hike. Nope, we'll do it. So bets started to be laid and all this started to be happening. So this was November 1909. Well, and, and, and 1910, March, just a few months later, these sourdough miners went up the North Peak carrying a bag of donuts, a thermos of hot chocolate, and a 14-foot wooden flagpole. And after a while, they came back down just as easy as they went up, and nobody believed them. <laughs> they said, you didn't, you didn't do this, there's and, and they said, of course we did it. And said, so we've got our writings out. I tracked it out. And they're like, you, you must have been hallucinating from the lack of oxygen up there. There's no one believed them until three years later when the next person went up. And at the peak, they found the 14-foot flagpole in place. And everybody believed them. Brother and sister, we can trust God because there is a cross an empty cross an empty tomb and because of that we have no reason to doubt God because he has left something for us to always trust in him he has written in permanent marker at Calvary that he crucified every reason to distrust him there from sin and self we can cease because there in Jesus we can take joy and rest and peace. 1 John 1.9, we can be sure of this. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That can be true. That is true for us in Christ. Therefore, whatever you're facing today, Whatever concerns you're holding on to, whatever you're not doing for God, whatever you are lacking trust in God, brother and sister, look to what he's done in the past and 
then look at the cross of Jesus Christ and remind yourself he is someone you can trust. So what is your response to God? Well, there's several responses you can have, one being doubt. Zechariah responded with doubt. He didn't trust what God was saying to him. And what we know of Zechariah and Elizabeth, if you read the very beginning, they were very holy and righteous, it says, law-abiding. But they did not believe. You know, it can be like that as us as Christians, that we might not believe that God still acts in mighty ways, or we don't trust him in the ways that we should, or maybe we can't trust him all the way. Or maybe it's curiosity that you can respond in. Mary was wondering, how, how is he going to do all these things? It wasn't a lack of faith, but she was wondering, she, how are you going to do these things? And this called her to want to know more and seek out more of God. So maybe your response is saying, it's maybe not no, but I need to, I need to go to a, a Christian trusted friend, or I need to search the scriptures more, or I need to talk to my pastor, or go to my life group or D group, say, guys, help me pray through this because I'm curious God is doing something more. Or maybe your response is willingness. We see Mary was willing. God used me. Zechariah, his name will be John. He got there. Maybe he's, we need to be called to faith. Brother and sister, we're called to faith without seeing. Zechariah saw an angel. Mary saw an angel. We're called to have faith without seeing. That means we're willing to respond to his commands even when we don't understand, even when we don't know the outcome, even when it doesn't make sense. If it's in his word and it's a message that we know that's to all believers, we know that it lines up with the word and God is calling us to do it, we need to obey. I promise you today that you need to trust him. Maybe your response today is willingness to trust in Christ for salvation Maybe you've been denying it. Maybe every Christmas has come and gone and that you know that this celebrated season is about Jesus coming. You know in a couple months we'll celebrate his resurrection. You've heard these messages over and over again. Maybe you've dismissed them. Maybe you've put them aside. But maybe today God has brought you here because he has called you to trust in him. Would you be willing today to trust by faith in Jesus Christ. Brother, sister, you can call on his name and he will forgive you of your sins and all the peace that passes understanding and the joy will flood your heart this Christmas because you are in his forever family for all eternity. Maybe our response to trusting God is praise. After nine months of silence, Zachariah's first words were words of praise. Praise of an almighty God who keeps his word. Praise of almighty God who, who is setting a great future. Praise for a God who gave him a son who was going to serve God for the rest of his life. Brother and sister, praise God today. If you're not trusting him, praise him because you know he's at work you know he's faithful you know he's true and as you trust in him as you praise him he will bring you and your heart to trust him along brother sister we all need to grow in trusting god today amen we'll need to trust in a great big god that we can know holds our future 
Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for these wonderful words of Zechariah, this wonderful song that calls us to trust you. God, we know that in times of doubt that we are, can be trapped in our own mind of the bigness of the things that we're facing. We're deceived by Satan that you don't care. But one word that is through all of Scripture is you are faithful, God. Help us to always be reminded of that. And God, help us to grow in our trusting in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Would you stand to your feet and let's respond in praise and wonder as we have beheld the wondrous mystery of Christ. <clears throat> Come behold the wondrous mystery in the dawning of the King. He the theme of heaven's praises robed in frail humanity in our longing in our darkness now the light of life has come look to christ who condescended to conflict to ransom Come behold the wondrous mystery, He the perfect Son of Man. In His living, in His suffering, never trace nor stain of sin. See the true and better Adam come to save the hell-bound man. Christ the great and sure fulfillment of the law in him we Come behold the wondrous mystery, Christ the Lord upon the tree, in the stead of ruined the Lamb in victory. See the price of our redemption. See the Father's plan unfold, bringing many sons to glory, grace unmeasured, love untold. Come behold the wondrous mystery, slain by death, the God of life. But no grave could e'er restrain him. Praise the Lord, he is alive. Oh, the foretaste of deliverance, how unwavering our hope. Christ in power resurrected, 
as we will be when he comes. Come behold the wondrous mystery slain by death, the God of life, but no grave could e'er restrain him. Praise the Lord, he is alive. Amen. Let's grab a seat and direct our attention to the screen. cities, and those who are dispersed and displaced around the world. At the IMB, we believe that missionary presence cultivates gospel access. Gospel access that knows no geographic or social boundary. We believe that missionary presence fuels gospel belief, and we see the results. We see lives transformed, generations forever changed, and churches planted local expressions of the church that take ownership and thrive. God has made our purpose clear. Together, we seek to take the gospel to every nation, to all tribes, to all peoples, to all languages. We don't see places on a map. We see our place in fulfilling the Great Commission. This is our mission. This is your mission. And we are reaching the nations together. Well, it's that time of year that we focus on international missions uh, through the Southern Baptist Convention. Uh, your weekly, regular, faithful tithe goes to support the International Mission Board. But this time of year, named after Lottie Moon, a faithful missionary to China, this offering goes to support the work, 100% of it. None of it goes to costs in, in Richmond, Virginia, or anywhere else. This goes straight to support missionaries around the world. And so we encourage you. We want to have a very generous uh, giving and offering. Next Sunday, we are having our March to the Manger, where we will have a manger here to bring a gift to the Lord. We want it to be significant and extravagant because we know God will use every cent of every dollar to support our missionaries 
on the field. Uh, talking to missionaries, uh, you know, talking to uh, Chris and Rhonda, you know, Chris has had some surgeries here lately. That was supported through Lottie Moon Christmas offering. Uh, their, their house, their car, uh, if they need some encouragement or they need some help from home to just encourage them through their walk, uh, Southern Baptist, it's not just what their, their salary or, or uh, them being there. This really supports them in many different ways. And so I encourage you uh, to, to give to this and pray about giving to this offering next Sunday. We know that even our own, the porters that we saw this morning, he is a, an associate, meaning he is a, a, a national that is helping to do work with IMB. He's not fully funded, but he is supported. So we have great roots with missionaries across the globe. So I encourage you to give, uh, you can, we, we can't give a gift, a Christmas gift to all of them, but you can give a big Christmas gift to the families that we know by giving to the Lottie Moon Christmas offering. So next week will be our march to the manger, but please promise me this. You might not be able to do a, a great offering. Hope some of you can do huge offerings. We hope that you will, uh, but this week promise me that you will pray for them. That's the most important thing that they want, uh, that they've even said, uh, Rhonda and Chris are on my phone, always just like, hey, when's that prayer thing? You got the prayer things yet? You, we need to be prayed for. They want us to pray for them. So please, as you go home this week, there's somebody to pray for every day, and you can walk through that. Uh, and it even gives you a, a little map on where they are and what they're doing. And please pray for them this week. Uh, make sure you, that you do that. Uh, there's a lot, a lot of also resources that you can find more uh, about Lottie Moon online and see some of the videos. We're going to show a bunch of those, uh, uh, but we want you to be able to see some of those others as well. So please, next week, this week, pray, next week, give. And uh, if you didn't get one of these, and you're off, uh, every bulletin should have received a, uh, a prayer guide as well as an offering envelope that you might be able to give next week. If that has slid out for any reason, we've got plenty more uh, at the Next Steps desk. So we hope that you do that. Okay, a couple of things. Guests, we're glad that you're here. Uh, we hope that you felt welcome and that people welcomed you here. We hope that you saw the gospel lifted up, and we hope that you would take your next steps in Christ with us here at Hebron Baptist Church. Uh, so we're glad that you're here. Make sure you get a, go to the Next Steps desk if this is your first time. Get your gift before you leave. Connect with them there uh, because we want to be able to serve you. Uh, we also uh, encourage you uh, that, uh, that you would just go by there so that you have any questions about joining a life group or a, uh, a D group or any of the other things. Go there. They will help you out. And if, if anybody here that wants to trust in Christ or know more about baptism or joining the church, I'll be hanging around there as well and love to get to know you a little bit better as well. So we'll see you right after the service. But importantly, for all of us, if you're a guest or a member, go today and invite and bring someone uh, to our uh, fireside carol service tonight it's going to be amazing the music that is planned for this after uh, this evening is great you are not going to want to miss it of course we'll have special music we're going to have our time of reading part of the christmas story with our kids and of course the big surprise at the end don't give it away if you already know what it is uh, to those who are new and have never how many have never been to our carol side christmas service before never been okay Okay, don't you tell those people that raise their hand because they're going to, you know, they're going to get caught up in knowing what's happening. And we'll also have some great desserts. We've already been brought in a bunch of nice desserts this morning. So come back tonight for that time of fellowship uh, at 6 o'clock. That's right, 6 o'clock. 
515 if you have a children who's a elementary or preschooler and would like to sing as part of the program tonight come about 515 come well not about be here at 515 ready to go and they're going to rehearse their song and uh, they're going to kids are going to sing for us tonight so it's going to be a, a great <laughs> night a um, couple other things before you leave next Sunday uh, is our, right after when we have our march to the manger that after the service will be our quarterly and final business meeting of the year two things that you can pick up before you leave today that we hope you would and then read through for the next week to be prepared one is the proposed budget for next year and then secondly proposed amendment to the Constitution it's really almost a rewriting but we won't quite call it that it's an amending of that take that as you go read through it and be prepared to discuss it the budget we will vote on the bylaws we will not vote on just to bring down the temperature if you're worried like, I got a week. well we do want you to read it and come back with questions next week so make sure that you do that there's several other things that we'll be voting on uh, deacons and so forth so please plan to stay members this is part of your responsibility as a church member to stay and be a part of these big decisions so next sunday after church do that there's a couple other things to invite people to uh, the statistics tell us this is a great time of year to invite people who don't know christ it's at christmas uh, so come they know these carols they've sung these carols uh, so come we have our candlelight christmas service uh, not only tonight but a candlelight service on the 24th and our christmas day service on Christmas Day. So we hope that you will bring people along with you for those events and activities. Well, we've worshiped through song, we've worshiped through the word. Now we're going to worship through our offering. Uh, this is our opportunity to give financially to the church and to the work of Christ. As we have seen, we know that this faithfulness to the Lord goes beyond Hebron, goes beyond northern Kentucky. It goes to the ends of the earth through our faithfulness to Him. You can do so electronically by scanning that QR code, or that's if you're watching from home at the bottom of the screen, or in your pews, there are some envelopes that you can give. We're about to give some physically, so if you would, uh, give uh, uh, graciously today. Let me pray as we give. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this opportunity uh, to give to your kingdom and your ministries here and around the world. Thank you for your faithfulness to us in providing us finances. Now, we uh, bestow that in a way of worship and honor and thanksgiving as we give. In Jesus' name, amen.
The shepherds trembled when low above the earth came heard the angel chorus that hailed our Savior's birth. Go tell it on the mountain, over the hills and joining us. Thank you for singing. Have a great week. Years I spent in vanity and pride Caring not my Lord's crucified Knowing not it was for me he died at Calvary. By God's word at last my sin I learned. Then I trembled at the law I spurned. Till my guilty soul imploring turned to Calvary. Sing it with me. There your mercy. 